Hi, and welcome to another edition of Stories of the Pulse. I'm your host, Jeremy Rodrigo. Stories of the Pulse is brought to you by Waterbury Health. Today, I'm on location at Oxford Greens in Oxford, Connecticut, and I'm meeting with a group of, of ladies who are involved in an organization called The Giving Doll. And I'll let them tell everything about what The Giving Doll is, but first, I'd like to introduce my, my guest. First is Pat Dutton. Hi there. Happy to be here. And Pat is the group leader of this of this group of um, of sometimes well behaved women. <laughs> and uh, next is Delma Collins. Hi, Delma. Thank you. And Bernice Schlein. Good morning. Did I get that right, Bernice? Schlein. Schlein. I'm sorry, Bernice Schlein, and uh, Janet Hertzmark. Good morning. And thank you, first of all, for joining me. I really appreciate it. And so. The reason I, I uh, started and, and asked uh, Pat for uh, for the introduction is because the Giving Doll has been involved with us at Waterbury Hospital and some of the ambulance services for a few years. But for those of you who have never heard of the Giving Doll, um, Pat, what is what is the Giving Doll? What is the mission of the Giving Doll? Okay. What do you do? Okay, the Giving Doll. We are the Oxford Greens chapter. We are part of a national organization that started in two thousand six. We started in 2015, and the mission is to bring joy, faith, love, hope to children at special times and to the elderly with uh, dementia for comfort. So the way that you do this is by producing and creating dolls, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a copyrighted doll, and it's made from scratch. So you, you make the doll from scratch, mm-hmm. and what you do is... Various organizations or individuals will receive the dolls from you yes. and they'll use them for comfort. Yes. Right. Yes. And for, to give you an example of how Waterbury Hospital uh, interacts with the giving doll is I was contacted by Pat a few years ago um, at the hospital to see if there was any um, uh, need in our emergency room for dolls to be given out. And we have, we accepted, graciously accepted that offer and we have used the dolls at Waterbury Hospital ever since. And so what happens is if a child comes in or even an elderly person, and most recently we had a teenager that used them on, on an ambulance where they feel that the doll will offer some comfort, um, will give the doll as something for that, for that patient to kind of cling to and, and provide comfort as they're being cared for, for whatever Ill, illness or injury. And, um, they have, they have been very, very well received and loved. And we do appreciate that. So, um, Delma, tell me about how you got involved in this organization. How'd you get involved in the group? Did somebody force you? Are you here in your own room? <laughs> well, uh, we moved to Oxford Greens about six years ago, and actually the realtor that showed us some of the houses told me about the giving doll. And it was like, really, how could you get so excited over this little doll? She said, it's the most wonderful thing. You have to see these dolls. And they really were when I got to see them. Very beautiful. They're like a rag doll, sort yeah. of. And I found out about the organization. Actually, I met Pat at a Christmas tree trimming party, and she had lots of these dolls on display underneath the tree. So it was kind of love at first sight. They were they were beautiful little dolls, and you, you can't help but smile. And I think they're joyful, wonderful things. And 
I actually had sewed in my life like many years ago before I had children and had jobs. <laughs> and so I picked up the sewing machine again and learned how to use it. And yeah. it's just wonderful. It makes you feel good. And these dolls are really beautiful. If you see them, they're, everyone is a, it's not cookie cutter, right? So like the doll itself is a basic design, but then it has, um, different skin tones and different hair colors and, you know, boys and girls. And um, so they're all kind of unique. They're all kind of a unique doll, which is really cool. Um, and um, so so tell me, Bernice, how did you get involved? I met Pat somewhere, and I've been here almost nine years. Yeah. So I'm from the beginning of the Giving Dolls. The community is so loving and caring and giving that when she said we're going to give these out to individuals that really need comfort, I went, that's me, I'm coming in. <laughs> but I've been labeling them with names for eight years, and I don't know how many I've labeled. Um, and each one has a name tag. Yep. Could be your name, could be anybody's. There was some that went pat this morning um, onto the doll. And it's just an act of giving here. It's just incredible. And I've also delivered them with Pat to a couple of the places, the Ronald McDonald House in New Haven, mm -hmm. um, Adams Place in, where are we? Shelton, maybe, and Spoon at Home. And it's just, it, to see them received, it's exciting as yeah. well. I started out cutting aprons, and then Pat said, you know, they really need name tags. Yeah. That's Is that a promotion? That was, yes. That's a promotion. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, Janet, tell me about your introduction. Well, it was interesting. I was in Florida, and uh, we met Carol and Jerry Fogel for lunch. And while we were waiting for our table, Carol proceeded to whip out her phone and show me the step-by-step -step pictures of giving dolls. And she hooked me. As she soon did. as we came back from vacation, I joined. Yeah, and it's really interesting when you come in uh, to... I'm, I'm, I'm here at... On a uh, on a Tuesday when everyone is meeting and talking and and working feverishly in the room at the clubhouse here at the Oxford Greens and you know there's kind of like an assembly line type of process going on. There's dolls that are half done and they're being stuffed and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of talk and a lot of chatter. So not only is this an organization that gives back, but it's a social organization too, right? Yes, yes, it is. So you feel like you know when you meet. Is it monthly that you meet? Uh, twice a month. Twice a month you meet and you catch up and you talk and have coffee and, right? It's, it's kind of, not only are you helping others, but you're actually, it's, part, it's a big part of your social life. It's right? a sisterhood. It's a sisterhood. <laughs> like the old quilting bee. Yeah. A sewing circle. Yeah. But what's also beneficial is new people moving into the area. It's very easy for them to get involved and meet. Yeah other residents of Oxford Greens, because you're sitting around a table with people that we've never met, and you start talking and sharing. I met a woman who lived in my neighborhood when I lived in Waterbury. Really? And I knew her mother, and I she was out of the house by the time we moved in. But it's such a small world, and there are these connections, but it's just, it's beneficial. It's a very relaxing atmosphere. And as Pat said, when we're stuffing, the room is filled with chatter. And then when we're sewing, it's like, you can Quiet. feel a pin drop, so to speak. 
So everyone kind of has a different job. Is that how it goes? You, you pick up on people's um, strengths? Yes. The one thing, every time I send out a newsletter, any kind of information in big letters, you don't have to be a sewer. People think, oh, I can't go because I, I don't sew on the sewing machine. There's many, many jobs. We wrap hair, we cut clothes, they're stuffing, they're sewing sides and lots of things, putting name tags on. I would like Janet to share just a little bit of a special avenue she has with our group. Um, I'm in charge of giving the sunset dolls, and these are given to elderly women with dementia. And I remember the first doll I gave, I brought to um, the memory care unit, and the staff let me personally give the doll to one of their residents. And it was just overwhelming, very emotional. I gave the woman the doll, Immediately, she rocked it, oh. and I left, of course, in tears, and went to the parking lot, and I emailed you immediately, and just saying it was just one of the most phenomenal experiences to do this, and the reception I get at the nursing homes, I get in touch with usually the program director at different memory care units, and the reception is just overwhelming. I went to... Pomperog Woods, where they recently opened a memory care unit. And the nurse was just walking with the cart and showing everybody these dolls, yeah. uh, walking around the entire facility. And it's just, it's so rewarding. My dad had Alzheimer's, so I feel that this is You have is a personal connection and, with this. Yeah, it's honoring his memory. You know, and one of the things that I thought of is that, you know, we live in such a high-tech world where everyone's got a device or there's some electronics thingamajiggy, you know? And these are so low-tech, but such high-impact, right? Mm -hmm. It's really um, material and stuffing and thread, mm -hmm. but such... Um, oh, no, it's love. And love, right. <laughs> and joy. So that's the thing. <laughs> and know, that's they, the thing. It doesn't have to be super high-tech. I mean, it's really about the... It's really about the love that you bring to it. And... and, and like I said, uh, I don't know if I told you this before, but, you know, I work on the ambulance still, and we picked up a 15-year-old um, a girl who had fallen uh, and injured her elbow, and she was in excruciating pain. And, you know, I said, I know you're not a little kid, but would you, um, would you like to see one of these dolls, and would you like to have a doll? And she saw this doll, and she just embraced it with her good arm, and it brought so much, you know, comfort and you know, this is a child who grew up with devices and electronics and things like that. But this very simple doll that was made by hand with love provided the comfort that she needed, not her iPhone. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And, and that's important. Yeah. I wanted to share also, we meet twice a month, the first Monday, the third Tuesday. But much, most of the sewing of clothing is done at home and mm -hmm. bags and aprons. This is pretty much... Uh, the, the assembly line, I guess you mm -hmm. call it. So that I did want to mention that. But the hard thing with the sunset is, as the president in Ohio says, the main original idea was for the children. But it's so hard because we see the need for the elderly, but we can only do so much. Right. You know, there is another chapter here in um, in Oxford through a church, and um, I know they do some as well, but. We hope to grow, maybe, and be able yeah. to have another little avenue for that. So how many do you produce uh, in, a, in a year's time? 
Uh, it's up to about 220, 225. 200. And they're always out there. They're always bringing them out there. Yes. So yeah, that you don't have a surplus of them in a back room. I mean, once. <laughs> well, no. As a matter of fact, you bring that up. We we're trying to do that, but it just so happened last year, at the very end of the year, one of the gals brought to my attention Yale Medical Center in Trumbull, pediatric children getting chemo. And so I was like, oh my oh gosh. My gosh yeah. So those dolls went out to that area. Well, lo and behold, I go away part of the winter. And my team over here, there was a fire in Oxford. Maybe you know about it. Mm -hmm. And there were two children. So they scrambled. And within a week, I believe, yeah. put together two dolls for those children. Very nice. So, so when, you're, when you're in the, in the thick of it, right? So everyone's bringing the materials that they bring in. Um, you all kind of have your assignments that you get. How do you, and then, you, uh, you know, um, Bernice, you said that you named them. Yes. So how do you come up with the names? I go on the internet and find girls' names and boys' names. I go on the Spanish names, mm -hmm. um, ethnic names, the women that are around the tables, their grandchildren's names, my neighborhood. My yeah. husband once said, gee, these names look familiar. And I said, it's all the 13 women in my neighborhood. Um, and it's fun to do. And then I just pull them out of a bag. I match the ribbon to the outfit. And sometimes it's Delman, sometimes it's Janet. Yeah. So I've seen these dolls and, and these, they have all different skin tones and yes. hair colors yeah. and ethnicities. And they're really, you do really try to be very diverse in giving these out. And what I find funny is when I, when I bring out the dolls, we carry three or four in each ambulance and I'll, I'll let the person see them. And they're, and it, it people just, they fall in love with one. They look at it and they just fall in love with it and they grab it. And it doesn't necessarily, isn't necessarily their ethnicity or whatever. They just grab it. And that's the beauty of it, right? Yes, it's like yes, yes. you take whatever you like, whatever feels comfortable for you. So you just pick out the names out of a hat and you try to match them. Do you think that these dolls have personality? I think they do. <laughs> I think they do. I yeah. think every doll is as unique as the people who create them and the people who receive them. They, they're all individual. They're all individual. There's no two alike. Right. Yeah. We're often asked, um, why do we do this? Or, and we do, when you give, you get back so much. But we just picture the smiles on the faces of those that are going to receive it. And it warms our heart. And I've kind of used the little smiley face as kind of a symbol for when we do something. Balloons yeah. or the boxes that <clears throat> the dolls are delivered in get wrapped with that. And, you know, I, I was in the in the emergency room at Waterbury Hospital where I was working, and I was watching a nurse give an IV to a young uh, kid. And I said, um, "Do you want me to go get a doll?" She says, "Oh yes, get a doll." Like it, it had slipped her mind. She was in the process of doing something really important, and it totally slipped her mind that these dolls. So I ran back to the storage area where we keep them, and I went. I ran back and got them, and you know, it really does make a difference. It really does make a difference for that kid. I, it didn't lessen the pain of the needle or the, but it, I think it provided the, the comfort that they needed at that moment in time. And it provided the comfort for the nurse too. You know, the nurse was like, because, you know, as caregivers, we, you know, the pain that the patient feels or the discomfort or whatever resonates with us too. Mm -hmm. And we want the person to feel better, you know? And I think that that, um, it really does make a difference. The president in Ohio keeps coming up with all these wonderful ideas, and uh, she sent a pattern for a um, 
the gown that you have in the hospital. I can't mm-hmm. forget the word. Oh, the hospital gown. The little hospital gown. Johnny. The, the we call them Johnny, Johnny Coats. Coats. Thank you. Johnny Coats. And um, so St. Mary's Hospital does have a pediatric ward. Mm-hmm. And so at Christmas time, I did bring some. We only had maybe about eight or ten of those. And the thought was, the child's going into the hospital. They might be afraid, but if they have a little Johnny Coat, that they could change the clothes yeah. of the doll, you know. So um, very exciting different things that come up. So another question I have is, you're all volunteers, I realize that, and you don't get paid. But where do you get the materials and, and all of the things? Because these have costs associated with them. So how do you get the money to keep this operation going? Well, it is a nonprofit. We get a lot of donations from uh, the residents here of, of fabric and um, yarn and things. But um, in the beginning, I was taking a small amount from the ladies uh, not a dues, they didn't have to pay it. But we also have a program for sponsorship. If somebody's interested in helping us for $20, they can sponsor a doll. We have a special form. They get to choose the eyes, the hair, and name it. Uh, we've had several sponsorships. Um, we go out to our community through our newsletter. Twice, we've done a flea market, a Woodbury flea market. The ladies give me things they don't need. And anything that's left goes to my sister's place in Ansonia and their proceeds go to domestic violence. So it's all a win-win. It's always a continuing giving. And uh, Fairfield World, which is um, the company that makes the stuffing, they have a wonderful program. It's called a grant. Any um, you make for good organizations can apply for the grant. Once a year, you can get a 10 or 20 pound box of stuffing. So for the past three years, we have gotten that night just filled out because that could be regular cost is 90 with coupons, you can get it to 50 or 40. So that's a big expense. So if you want to sponsor a doll, how do I get a hold of you to sponsor a doll? Uh, they could contact the Ridge Club, or the Giving Doll Club, and they have my name as leader, okay. and I can get back to them. So the Ridge Club at Oxford Greens. Yes, it's 888-3265, I believe is the number. 203-888-3265. And you can call at the Ridge Club at Oxford Greens, and you can um, ask for Pat Dunton and... The Giving Doll Club, and you can for twenty dollars, you can have your own doll named after you. Yeah. And we will donate it to uh, yeah. if you have a particular place, right. or yeah. Or if you don't care where it goes, you just you're just happy it's going somewhere. Exactly. Yes, we appreciate it so much. It could also be a Joanne gift card. We t- we accept those as well. So Joanne Fabrics um, yeah, is gift, gift card. Yeah. Gift card. That's a great idea too. Just go right on Amazon and get a get a Joanne Fabrics gift card. And you can have it sent right here to the Giving Doll Club at the Ridge Club in Oxford if you want. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time um, away from doing your your um, your project in the other room and creating these beautiful dolls. The Giving Doll is an organization um, that has a chapter right here at Oxford Greens in Oxford, Connecticut. And they provide dolls to elderly with dementia and to children and really almost anybody who would benefit from a doll in in their time of need to provide comfort. And I know um, from personal experience that um, they're really a great asset to healthcare providers um, and the people who are taking care of patients who are scared or who are uncomfortable or who are in distress. I want to thank Pat Dutton. I want to thank Delma Collins, Bernice, Slane and Janet Hertzmark from The Giving Doll in Oxford, Connecticut for taking the time to be on the, on the podcast.
We thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. Until next time, people. Thank you. Take care.